This is a Triple J podcast. On this episode of Simply the Jest, we are finding out all about the places you've been stuck and then had to escape. That's right, we've gathered stories about escaping school, police, and even scorned lovers. Completely exploded. What? Like the serial killer? Yeah, the serial killer, yeah. No! Did you say you died? Are you back from the dead? What? Are you a ghost? I am back from the dead. At what point did you realise you were (laughs) swimming in the pool of one of the most famous musicians of all time? Like, too late. (laughs) Is this a Ratatouille situation? Oh, here we go. Hello. Hello. Simply the Jest, Australia's Best stories. Hello there, storytellers, story listeners, and enthusiasts for poos and peas. It is simply the jest. My name's Lewis Hover. My name's Michael Hing. And toot toot, I'm your little skipper, Jess Perkins. Get out, Perko. Woo woo! Here she uh, is, back on the love boat, that big skip. <laughs> How are you today, Pogo? I'm great. I'm loving um, Lewis. That introduction was fantastic. Thank you. We're all fans of poos and peas here. Mm. Simply the Jest HQ. <laughs> Love it. Unfortunately, um, that is the case. Um, <laughs> and uh, perhaps one, a little poo or a little pea has escaped your body today. <laughs> Uh, because that is the topic of today's Simply the Jest. Uh, escape is what we're talking about mm-hmm. now. Stories of escaping, uh, uh, I guess, yeah, including Puss and Peace yeah, escaping. Yeah, I guess so. I, I guess we would hear stories about like people escaping work or escaping school or something. Maybe like having to climb out a window. Mm. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever been trapped and had to escape. I once um, got given detention when I was in high school. Um, because I'd thrown a pencil case at a friend and it had um, exploded. Like it's, you know how sometimes you throw a pencil case and they all just come apart because yeah. the zip's not done properly? Is it, am I correct in this story is that you were actually throwing it to them, not at them, but they missed it? Uh, that's that's a separate one where I broke a window. Oh. So in that one, I threw a pencil case um, to a friend but misjudged it and just broke a window. Whoa. I got in trouble for that. This was a separate issue where right. I was... Man, you um, need to hang on to that goddamn pencil case. Yeah, Michael just hand loose it cannon. over. Yeah, I know. I, I, this one, I kind of chucked it across the room and then it just exploded everywhere. So pens and pencils, rubbers, erasers, white out. Wow. You know, you know, a, a protractor. Yes. Probably a compass of sorts. <laughs> yep. All over, all over the um, the schoolroom. And I uh, felt, felt pretty bad about it. Uh, it made a big mess. And the teacher was like, you did that on purpose. It sounds like a fairly um, controlled mess, if I'm honest. Yeah. couple yeah, of I pencils. It, it yeah. doesn't feel detention worthy. No. Yeah. Well, I think because it had spread out everywhere and I was sort of already disruptive, I guess, broadly speaking. And anyway, Whatever. You're right. No, you're right. No, that's I was yeah, a political prisoner. Yeah. You're right. I was a political prisoner. They put me <laughs> in detention, which made my escape mm-hmm. actually a heroic act. Okay. So I was sitting in detention. You know, the, the teacher went on a break for some reason, just left me there by myself. I was the only kid there. And I was like, Stuff this. Yeah. And I uh, climbed out a window. When I was climbing out the window, uh, another teacher walked past and was mm. like, what are you doing climbing out that window? And I was like, oh, my goodness. I've been stuck in there for, for like 40 minutes. I got locked in there and I had to climb out the window. I'm like, oh, okay. Right. Are you okay? And I was like, yeah, yeah. And, they, and I ran off. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Did you no, ever why? get caught? No. Teachers don't. My teachers certainly didn't care. <laughs> why the window and not the door? Because I, I thought that they would be coming back through the door, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And then they would see me. But the window went out into a garden bed, and I kind of, like, was uh, was going to walk around the side of the school and then go home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't yeah. think to just, like, open the door and just look each way, I see if they're they, not there. Because they, they, would, they would see me. 
So know? you climbed out a window. Yeah. Well, no, no, it wasn't like three stories up. Yeah. It was, it was like, quick know, thinking to be floor. like, I've been stuck in there. Mm-hmm. And it's negligence on your part. Actually, I'm going to sue the school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that we have a couple of stories from Paris, France, or France more broadly um, mm-hmm. coming up in the podcast. But I got stuck on a balcony in France once um, from like a sixth floor balcony mm-hmm. and had to make my escape from this little balcony because it was one of those um you know those french doors that uh that, that once you close them that's it they're just they're automatically locked Damn. and uh so i had to i had to jump from balcony to balcony down no. six flights of um of apartment balconies to get down was and it your own accommodation you were staying in yeah or was it you, you, were you visiting a friend of sorts no i was well i mean i was staying in an well it was a weird story I um I th- weirdly had through a friend of a friend knew this like real estate agent in France, and yeah, they had right. put me up in an empty apartment, um oh. just to like stay there for a couple of days, right. and and I locked myself in, and because I, I was just wearing like board shorts, it was it was summer, and uh, I I just cooked myself a little meal, and I was enjoying it on the balcony, and I got stuck, and so I had to climb down in nothing but board shorts, but <gasps> then I'd le- I had no phone, I had they were all in the apartment, wow. so I had to walk into town, find this like real estate agent's office, which was closed because it was the night time, and then like knock on things until somebody would um, open a door and I could explain that I was stuck and I needed to talk to this real estate agent who eventually let me what? back in. Wow. Yeah. It was, that seems like you were quite a nuisance. I was a nuisance. I was, that, <laughs> I was the same town where I eventually broke into a zoo. Ah uh, yes, Your classic zoo story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. love the zoo, zoo story. Love that one. <laughs> so I was, I was getting stuck. I was climbing all over things in France. Wow. Uh, well, coming up, you're going to hear about an escape game, a box night escape, and also, like Lewis, a French balcony. Emma from Melbourne, what's your escape story? This is the time that I played the most epic game of Ship Shark Shore there ever was. Can you remind oh. me of Ship Shark Shore? Yeah, it's the I one where you're in the gym is. and you start in the middle and the teacher, whoever, will say, like, ship, and you have to run to one side. Then <sighs> they say, shark, and he runs to the other side. And it's like sure. this zigzagging gym game. That's so this right. is like oh, okay, yeah. that, but okay. next level. Because I was at underwater rugby training in Hungary. <laughs> what? And, <laughs> yeah, play underwater rugby. It's a whole thing. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. But we were at training and there was this guy there and he goes, oh, there's this music festival on and do you want to sneak into it? And we all kind of like, um, denied me and my mates. And we went, um, yeah, sure. Why not? Let's do it. So we pack our bag into the car and we drive down to the festival and it's held on this Island. So we get in the bus and we get denied access because we didn't have tickets. Like, of course. That makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. As you do. So we turn away and we start walking in this loose unit. We had met at training goes, Oh, we're going to jump into the bushes on the count of three. One, two, three. So we all launch ourselves in the bushes. And then he turns to us and goes, okay, so if anybody asks, we're having group sex. (laughs) What a cover. Nobody will have any follow-up questions. (laughs) (laughs) And we all looked at each other and went, oh, yeah, all right, okay, sure. And then he goes, okay, next rule. If you hear the police boat, you have to run towards the bushes. But if you hear the police dogs, you have to run towards the shore. (laughs) And we go, yeah, all right, cool, cool, cool. And he goes, don't worry, I do this every time. But the biggest rule of all is if the dog bites you, don't scream. And in what that is moment, going on here? Just buy a ticket. <laughs> Honestly, we were looking at each other going, are you sure this is safe? And he goes, no, 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 we do this every year. I do it every year. I promise it's fine. I've had rabies three times. <laughs> <laughs> 
is a loose unit. So we do. We go the whole way, and every time we see the police boats flashing, we run towards the bushes. And every time that we see the hero, the dog sniffing and barking, we run towards the shore, and we just kept zigzagging our whole way. It felt like kilometers, probably only 20 meters, let's be real. And, yeah, eventually snuck our way under the gates and made our way into this festival and then spent the whole night trying to escape the security. That sounds so stressful. That sounds like such an unenjoyable way to go to a festival. There's also a part of this game that assumes that the police dogs are going to be checking for tickets. (laughs) (laughs) That's so bizarre. Um, Was it fun? Oh, my God, it was the best night. I think I had about ten Red Bulls. I did not sleep for, like, two days and wound up with a really dodgy tattoo at the end of it. What was the tattoo of? It's like a B, but it's really off-sided and lopsided. I had to get it corrected. <laughs> Hell, yeah. Um, do you remember any artists or bands that played during this festival, or were you too munted to remember anything? I was on Red Bulls. I was fine, but it was actually the night Ed Sheeran was playing. Oh, my God. Uh, okay. Right. So oh, you wow. know, hard, that is the most hardcore story to go see the softest man in the world. <laughs> <laughs> a beautiful soft man. Joel, what's your escape story? We, I was on a box night at the end of it. Uh, we all crammed into the lifts. There's about nine guys in total. We got stuck halfway and we had to escape. Oh, <gasps> oh no. <laughs> How long were you stuck for? Uh, so all in all, I reckon we were stuck in there for about 35 minutes. And then we had another sort of 20 to 25 before the technician could come out. And this is on the back of a probably 38 degree day. I reckon it would have right. been... Pushing 60, shoulder to shoulder, with a bunch of sweaty, hot, drunken no. guys all crazy. Yes, yeah, so that's what I was going to ask. If everyone's been at a Bucks party and the the, you know, the boys may have been drinking a few beverages, as you say. As, as boys may did, want to do. And 35 minutes, you know, did anyone... Mm-hmm. Has the did seal anyone, been broken? Did anyone piss in a corner? No, we had a guy that passed out from... Oh. Um, I'm not sure if it was from beers or heat exhaustion. Damn. Um, yeah, so the, um, you know, I've seen all the Die Hard movies, so just the classic, <laughs> looked up and tried to use the escape hatch, but it was locked, so. Oh. Yeah, What's the point of the escape to, hatch if you yeah. go lock it? Come on. I don't know, there was, a, there was a lock and a key on it, so I was just like, yeah, kind of pointless, isn't it? Wow. That's bullshit. So yeah. what, when the guy passed out, was he on the, fl- like, was there room for him to be passed out, or did he have to prop him up weekend at Bernie style? <laughs> He sat down in in the corner. He said he was um, just going to take a minute. So and then yeah, when we checked up on him, he was he was yeah out cold. Oh. Oh. So how did oh you eventually? He, he, he bounced back. Right. How, how did you <laughs> eventually know, get time. out, Joel? Um, so instead of waiting for the technician to come out, the two of the boys closest to the door got fingertips on each side of the door, and managed to pry it open. We're about halfway through between. Um, two floors. Oh. Wow. Oh, my God. So did you climb out? Like, and we climbed out. Were you not worried? Because obviously the, the part of the paranoid part of my brain yep. thinks that if you're midway through climbing out the lift, the lift is going to jolt, yep. get unstuck, and you're going to get guillotined. Did you oh. not worry about that? We all had a gut full of liquid courage, so <laughs> it wasn't too much of an issue. It was just the, we had to get out of there straight away. And it was it was shouldered. It was a f- funny at first. You know, come on, everybody in, ha, 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 And then it was like, oh, no. <laughs> no, no. What, what have we done? It was very sobering. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at the end of that, do you go, did the Bucks party kick on and was it like, all right, good night, fellas, this has been a hectic experience? 
Oh no, we we kicked on. Mm, yeah, of course she did. Yeah. What, what else are the boys supposed to do? <laughs> Thank you, Joel. Uh, Nick in Hobart, what's your escape story? Hey, so I had some boys around in college, and we were having some drinks. Decided to go midnight midnight door knocking. Came to a place. Um, one of the guys knocked. We we're all hiding in the bushes in the front yard. And then this naked guy emerges just yelling, oh, you bloody dickheads, get out here, I'll find you. Starts walking down the path, comes towards us, and one of the guys just cracks, piss bolts down the road, and then he runs out after him, and so we all have to run as well. And so we run down the street, and I look behind us, and he's in the middle of the street, gear hanging out, just yelling at us. <laughs> How long does a naked man chase you for before, it just be- before he's too far away from his house to be naked legally? <laughs> We must have interrupted his lovemaking. Ah. Oh, goodness. Do you think maybe maybe um, he might have just been a nude man? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Because if he was mid-lovemaking, I would imagine he wouldn't answer the door. Well, maybe he's into that. I don't know. You know what he's into. Well, that's true. I, I think I what's... I've never gone midnight door knocking. What's the <laughs> you, you got to live, Michael? What's like when you're doing that? What's the dream? What's the dream result? Is that the dream result? Getting chased by a nude man? <laughs> That is the, the pretty top tier result, yeah. <laughs> That's what you're striving for. I mean, you nick knock for 10 years. That's why you get up in the night. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Nick. Kate in Brisbane. Kate, what's your escape story? Hey there. So I was at a um, hostel in France just kind of minding my own business and then all of a sudden bang, bang, bang on the door and like six police officers, six firemen just like come in screaming at me in French, <gasps> which I do not speak. <laughs> um, and apparently there was a drug dealer two doors down that had escaped from them <gasps> and was jumping over the balconies. Whoa. So they were trying to cut him off at my balcony. What? <laughs> so what did you do? Did you say, not without a warrant, you're not coming in here? <laughs> 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 I, I'm no snitch. I did not have a full amount of clothes on, so I covered myself up to start with. Oh, um, my. Grabbed, grabbed a jumper and just kind of hid till they all disappeared. It was a very small room. Whoa. Wow. And did they um, catch the thief on your balcony? They did not. So um, they eventually left and then I went and had a look, like, out on the street and it had all been sectioned off and there was one of those big... Um, like balloons that you jump off of buildings onto. Oh, whoa. Um, and then the maid came up behind me and she like tapped me on the shoulder and she's like, um, excuse me, is this yours? And I turned around and there's a massive fireman axe on my bed. And I was like, oh. Whoa. No, so that's yes. not my axe. Yep, that's mine. 100%. <laughs> I always travel with an axe. <laughs> what? I know. It's in my carry-on. <laughs> whoa. That's wow. so, um, it's so French. It's such a French thief thing to be doing parkour along a balcony. You know, that's, exactly. that's what you yeah. go to France to see. The Eiffel Tower, have some yeah. of the beautiful wine and mm-hmm. see a thief jump across balconies <laughs> with grace and poise. Honestly, feels like the start of a James Bond film. Yeah, you know? yeah. I assume Love parkour is a French word, is it? Or is it, is it Portuguese? Le parkour. Sounds French to me. <laughs> I mean, or la parkour. Everything is if you put... A French accent Just on bookings. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Am I French? <laughs> well, actually, of course, um, we all know what is French. The Three Musketeers. Oh, God um, damn it, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> Orthos, Porthos, Aramis, and Alexandre Dumas. Uh, but I don't want to get stuck in that riff again. 
<laughs> just to just to tie this up with a neat little bow, parkour is from a French word. It has a French etymology. Okay. Uh, from the word parcours, which means root or course. Ah. So, you know, okay. going for a cheeky parkour. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? You come around to mine for a parkour. <laughs> I also literally loved the detail of the axe being on the bed and the maid being like, is that your axe? So intimidating. Or... And the axe was from the cops? We would assume so, or yeah. Or a fire brigade or whoever was It's like yeah, breaking in doors yeah. or whatever to, to try and... Cut this uh, drug dealer off. Oh, wow. Yeah. Pretty wild. If I was in her situation, after all her bub had died down, you know what I would also do? Also a French word. After all the hubbub had died down, I would search the roof. Because as people are being chased with parkour, mm. famously, they're dropping the merch. You know? Oh. They're dropping off the bag or whatnot. And then, you know, you can search, scour the roof. And, and then, then Kate yourself, could become the French drug exactly, dealer. Find some drugs, find a cursed amulet of sorts. Yeah. You know, whatever they're running from. <laughs> An adventure awaits. <laughs> a cursed amulet. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm just thinking about movies and parkour, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what a turn. Uh, well, it's not going to be the last story we hear uh, from a French escape because coming up in a moment, you're going to hear about uh, an escape from Marie Antoinette's garden. Uh, Brooke in Warrnambool, what's your escape story? Hi guys, so I escaped the palace in Versailles by um, breaking a 300-year-old <gasps> iron fence. No! <laughs> oh no! Why <laughs> did you need to escape? Um, so if you've been to Versailles, they sort of shut certain areas at certain times and yeah. in typical form, I was running late and I was stuck in Marie Antoinette's garden and I had to <laughs> try and figure out how to get out of there. <laughs> so, you, so it's so like you, one of the fanciest buildings in the world. Yeah, and, we broke it. And you're in her private garden, you know, the, the she of let them eat cake um, fame. So you're wandering around there, they've closed it up, and then you needed to get out. How did you break the iron gate? Um, so we walked around for a bit and we're like, hello, can't find anyone. Um, we couldn't find anyone in the buildings. Um, we found a gate, but it was locked. And so my partner and I just looked at each other and we're like, yo, we're just going to have to jump the fence. Um, I, I tried to get partly over the fence before like um, a security guard was yelling 200 metres away at us and friends and was telling us to like push the intercom and hopefully that would get us through. And eventually it did, but it was just like they didn't see us break the fence. And the second that we got out through the gate, we were just piss bolting out, making yeah. sure that we didn't get in trouble. Wow. Australians overseas, always a liability, yeah. always a liability. <laughs> I mean, it survived the French Revolution, but not <laughs> Brooks, is it? Sorry. Nick in Victoria, what's your escape story? So I'll quickly set the scene. So it's like 35-degree day, windy as hell. My dad just fallen asleep on the couch. Um, I'm, I've got soccer training, looking for my drink bottle. So I head mm -hmm. out to the front, find it at the back of my dad's boots, like a deep boot. So I've jumped in. I'm only 12, yeah. So I've jumped in. And all of a sudden, it's just gone pitch black, and I heard, hear the door close. He, um, so I was stuck in his boot, and it felt like it was about like 65 degrees in there. And um, there was no water in that drink bottle. So I freaked out, panicked, trying to, like, I found a shifter, started, like, getting into the corner where the, the boot uh, boot meets the, the, the frame and just pulling on it, pulling on it, bent the, sh the crap out of his, um, his boot, screaming for dear life. And... Um, and oh, after about no. 10 minutes, he finally, I don't know how he woke up. He might have heard me. But, um, yeah, oh, scared the shit out of me. <laughs> so you got locked in your dad's 
car boot or yeah, van so boot or whatever. The, the boot, yeah, because the wind had blown the boot closed. Oh. So I just like, yeah, it was Far so. Out. Yeah. No. What did your dad say when he opened whole, it up and saw you? I tried finding the latch, you know, like to unlock it, but yeah. I couldn't. So I ripped carpet up, done everything. And yeah, so that Whoa. was terrifying as a 12 year old. Gerard, what's your escape story? I was in uh, Samara, Russia, uh, for the World Cup 2018. Uh, we were at the fan site uh, watching games in different cities, uh, and one of the boys needed to go to the toilet. He ended up going to a portaloo, and I thought it would be pretty funny to, to tip the portaloo over. Oh, um, no. Yeah, did that, and he uh, couldn't get out. Um, he was screaming. Uh, I won't say what he was saying, but he sure. wanted to kill us. Um, we ended up, uh, well, there was police walking by um, and they ended up setting it down, hearing him scream. Uh, they called for backup um, and in the end, a uh, few cars rocked up and eight cops, uh, police, Russian police, had to pick up the portaloo um, and then use a crowbar to wedge the door open because oh. it had deformed. Um, and oh when God. he got out, he was covered head to toe in piss and shit. Oh, Gerard. You're a bad That's, friend, Gerard. Yeah, you're the worst. You're a bad friend. <laughs> yeah. He actually doesn't know it was me. I'm actually going to be his best man in two weeks. What? Not oh. anymore, you're not. <laughs> if you are getting married or know someone getting married yeah. in two weeks, get them to look their best man or, you know, in the eye and say, did you push me over in a portaloo, <laughs> yeah. you piece of shit? Are you the reason I got airlifted by Russian cops while covered in shit and piss? You dog, you absolute dog. <laughs> you ruined my World Cup. Megan in Geelong, uh, what is your escape story? Well, I was, I met up with this guy who, it was a, like, a pretty a random evening and I met up with this guy and he invited me back to his office. So it was a bit strange, but anyway, I went along with it and we um, started getting a little bit naughty and then it was about six o'clock in the morning and then next minute I look up to see um, this woman with a child who happened to be his wife. (gasps) So it turns out he wasn't actually single and obviously she must have been thinking that something was going on to be at the office at six o'clock in the morning with her two-year-old daughter or something who was in her arms and she crazily chased me through the office while I was trying to put my clothes on and then I quickly got into the lift and then she chased me down three multi-level car parks and I couldn't get out of the whole entire complex because it was a full locked gate community and so I had to call my girlfriend to order me an Uber from the place beside me and I had to scale the fence. So ha- she was psychotic. Well, I mean, in her defense. I can, un- I can understand. Yeah, I can understand yeah. why. Oh, my God. So you oh had so you run through an office I building, was, you get into an elevator. She runs down the stairs, chases you into the car park, and then she's chasing you down the car park. How close did she get to catching you? She was maybe, when we got when I got out of the lift into the um, multi-level car park, I then took the fire stairs, and she was maybe two staircases away from me. So she was close. <gasps> Oh, and then wow. I was running and hiding behind poles and I'm trying to put my clothes on. <laughs> so, did, so when you had to scale the fence, had you got your clothes on by then or did you have to yes. scale the fence yeah, to be no. nude? No, no, completely closed by then. Okay, okay. Thank goodness. Good right, so you're running along, <laughs> calling your friend, being like, you need to order me an Uber from such and such a dress. I'm being chased by a woman who's the wife of a man I just slept with in his office at 6am. Yes. 
pretty much yeah. exactly that. She's like, what the hell? Oh, my God. <laughs> Obviously, the biggest villain in this story is the guy. I think we can all agree. 100%. Yes, the, he's 100%. the only, only villain. 100%. I felt terrible for that wife. I yeah. felt so terrible. I was like, I didn't know. I'm sorry, did, I didn't know. Were you not a little bit sus that he invited you back to his office? <laughs> and also, why well, you know, the well, office think, at 6 a.m.? When I think back, I'm like, what, what was I thinking? I obviously was <laughs> That's a big red flag. Maybe the um, maybe, uh, maybe you weren't thinking with your head, you know. Yeah. <laughs> maybe no, you definitely not. Make, definitely not. Some other decisions. <laughs> Megan, is, is that have you? Is that the kind of mischief you get up to very frequently, or does that stand out? No, 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 no. That was just a once in a lifetime experience. <laughs> <laughs> I've got still got so many questions yeah. about Megan. Like, yeah. what did she want? What did she want from this guy? You know, what what's, do you he, mean? what's he offering? I, I think, think she got what she wanted no, from yeah. this guy. I don't think that's no, the question. <laughs> I mean, like when she saw him. It's called sex, Michael. One day, you might have it. Makes no sense to me. Makes no sense to me. What was she wanting from this man? What? If only there was some way to Why find out. To someone's office, Perka. Can you think of a reason? Why would you be naked in someone's office? Now, um, what kind uh, of work were they trying to get done? Were they doing mm. any good spreadsheets? Uh, now, Perko, I assume you haven't. But Lewis, have you ever invited someone else <laughs> back to the Triple J office at all? No, God, no. The Triple J office is not see, a sexy do you see, place. Do you see that, Pogo? Do you see that? He turned his face away from us. He didn't look at us while mm, he was saying that. He won't that. look us in the eye. He won't look us in the eye when he says it. <laughs> it. You guys have spent plenty of time in the... A- there is nothing like sexy about the ABC. It is one of yeah. the least horny places in Australia. It is old. It leaks when it rains. They count, <laughs> all of the couches smell. It yeah. is... Of what, though, Lewis? The, the lighting is weird. <laughs> It's genuinely one of the Hang most... On. I couldn't imagine a worse place to have sex than the ABC office. Lewis, Michael won't stop staring me in the eye. And I, no, I'm trying to get you on board as another interrogating, <laughs> you know, officer well, of the law. Well, you were creeping me out. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Perka. Um, yeah, no, look, I, I can't imagine the uh, the ABC being a particularly sexy place, but I loved Megan's energy. Oh, yeah. Megan's oh, yeah. the type of friend you want... Uh, because, like, you catch up with her for a drink and she's got another crazy story. Yeah, but in many ways, maybe she's the friend you don't kind of want because she'll steal your husband. (laughs) (laughs) You'll have to chase her through the car park. She didn't know. She didn't know. She didn't know. know. It is a bit of a red flag to have a great night out with somebody and then them go, do you want to come back to my office? It's like, sorry? Like, that is a little bit... I can kind of understand that it might seem a little sexy, yeah, uh, a little fun, a little, a little uh, forbidden, you know. But um, I think it depends on what kind of office it is, you know. Yeah. If it's like, oh, I work for the big sex shop or whatever, <laughs> sex toy company. Yeah. Oh, that could be fun. But if it's like, ah, nah, it's pet food or whatever, it's not as, not yeah, as sexy. not as erotic. I work at uh, World Vision. Yeah, nothing, nothing sexy about that. No. Um, have we talked enough about office sex yet? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> I want to stick with it for a while. <laughs> no, it's time, of course, uh, to move on to this most holy time of the podcast, a time we honour the a man who, as far as we know at the time of recording, is still alive, Mr. Pat Boone, with the... Bonus That's right. Why do we keep doing this? It's never good. It's what do you mean? Bad. I think it's great every time. I okay. agree. I, love I think it. you're just a perfectionist. Yeah, I didn't think that was as neat as it could have been. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, our bonus caller. Our please. bonus caller is from Maitland. His name is Cameron. Cameron, how you doing? Yeah, not bad, guys. How are we? Very, very well. Um, what's uh, your escape story? Today, you're going to hear about uh, the time at about 15, 16 years old, I had to escape a wheelie bin. Ooh. <laughs> 
It doesn't seem like it would be that hard. It's it's, it's uh, yeah. I'm fertile sure, areas, I'm I think. Sh- yeah. You you'd think it's not hard to get out of a wheelie bin until you realise that there's been a hole drilled through the lid and the part that it sits on, and there's a padlock closing the lid. <gasps> oh my goodness. Oh so, no. So how did you get into the wheelie bin? Um, I climbed in at about fifteen, sixteen because on the road from my mum and dad's house there was quite a large hill and at 15, 16 years old, me and me mates, you know, the rough characters we are, we like to um, put each other in the wheelie bin, lock the wheelie bin lid shut and uh, push each other down the hill. Yeah, that's good stuff. That's mm-hmm. good stuff. And you Why were you 15, lock- 16, you say? <laughs> yeah, around about then. I've... Um, we used to do it quite a bit. So why did you? Why, why do you lock the top of the wheelie bit? Is it so you don't fall out the top and hurt yourself? Is that why? Yeah, so the top doesn't come out as we're flying down the hill and all that. We can have the bin set up whichever way we want. Safety first, yeah, Michael. Right. Yeah, of course, yeah. of course. Did you wear exactly. a helmet Safety when you first. got in the bin, or were you sort of no? Um, I had the bin to protect the bin. That's all good. No, no, yeah, the right. bin's empty, so we would always do it the day after the bins have been collected. We've washed <laughs> them out so they're not filthy. Yeah, oh, yeah, um, yeah. A lot of respect in this bullying. But, yeah, we um, used to climb in, lock each other in, and just push it down the hill. But um, one day, my genius mate, who had the keys for the padlock, decided to jump on top of the bin and come down with me, didn't he? Oh, oh so no. he's riding you on a wheelie bin down a hill. Yeah, he's riding the wheelie bin that I'm locked inside of. No. Um, he's hit the gutter. <gasps> but as we've hit the gutter, he's gone over the top and let go of the keys. <gasps> no. And they've just and gone they into may a drain or, or may not, Those keys may or may not have gone flying into a lagoon, so we weren't going in there to find them. Oh, no. So now you're Oscar the Grouching. You're living in that bin. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I've got comfortable. I'm ready to go to sleep for the night. <laughs> but, um, yeah, my mates had to uh, pull the bin with me inside it, back up to my mum and dad's house, tell me dad what we'd done, and get his angle grinder to cut the padlock off. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> So how long do you reckon you were in the bin from uh, the very top of the hill to eventually getting released? Uh, about 45 minutes to an hour. Oh, that's a oh, long time in a, in a yeah. functional yeah, bin. It, in a pitch black functional bin. Oh. Yeah, nah. And were you fr- so did that mean, so they had to wheelie back in the bin yeah. to meet your dad. Yeah. Did, did, what did your dad say? He was like, oh, he's stuck in the bin again. <laughs> <laughs> well, my dad just looked at uh, me mates because I could hear him through the bin and he just went, I'll get the grinder. <laughs> his head. It, it was the exact moment when your parents look at you and go, I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. Yeah. I'll get the grinder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Cameron, that's so wonderful. How do you feel about bins now? Mate, I love them. We still do it every summer. <laughs> I learned nothing, but I love that. We love right, them. We just. We did learn one thing, though. Put the keys down before you jump on the bin. Smart. Yes. Smart. Yeah. Very smart. Great PSA. So, yeah, yeah. as long as that's all good, you can jump on, ride down. But, yeah, loads of fun. Hours. <laughs> well, Park your whole summer. <laughs> Cameron, we can't endorse it, but I can endorse um, your wonderful outlook on life and bin riding. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. You're the best. Well, Perko, it feels like you've got your work cut out for you because we've heard some great stories today, and that bonus caller from Cam... Was pretty good. What a character. I like Cameron a lot. I like Cameron a lot. 
I think if I was hanging out with Cameron, even though logically right now hearing that story, I'm like, I'm not getting in a bin. I think if I'm hanging out with Cameron, I'm getting in that bin. Hey, yeah. You want to get in a bin? <laughs> <laughs> okay, see, that's the thing. You can't sell it, Hing. Yeah. It's Come creepy. On. No. no. It's evil from you. With yeah, Cameron, it's... you're like, well, this guy's living his life. He's loving life. Yeah. And, if and I... he's going to look after me. <laughs> yeah, you're like, if I live more like Cameron, I'll be a happier person for it. Yeah. Okay, what do you think is going to happen if I put you in a bin? I'm going to die in a bin. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Oh, come on. I'll, I'll, I'll keep you safe in a bit. Oh, my God. No. Yuck. <laughs> All right. Sorry, everyone. Apologies. Lewis, just for just for like a bit of a social experiment, can you just ask me um, to get in a bin? Hey, Perko. Yeah? Do you want to get in this bin? Hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, come on. I don't know. It's something in the tone and the, the eyes. You were, you were creepy then. I anyway. reckon I'd be much better at um, luring people into a bin than you might. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Perko, you asked me then. Hey, Hingers. Yeah. Um, can you do me a favour? Yeah. Can you just get in this bin? Yes. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Got him in the bin. In the bin. In, in the, the bin. bin. In the bin. All right, Jess, stop stalling. <laughs> well, look, uh, we heard some amazing stories. I loved uh, people pleading Australian. We love that mm. when uh, Australians do dumb stuff overseas. Um, but honestly... Right at the end there, Megan coming in with a wild story straight out of a, of a film, I think, very cinematic, mm. being caught doing it in the office mm. um, by the wife with the, with the toddler, brutal, mm. um, and then being chased through an office building, through the car park, a wild ride. I loved Megan's energy. Uh, so it's going to go to Megan. She is simply the Jess for this week. Congratulations to Megan from Geelong. You win a big red sticker that says, I was the best on Simply the Jess. You also win yourself a golden ham chain carrying courtesy of Hobbit Incorporated. And you know what? I, I just, I know the episode's over and we're not going to do Escape again, but I, I'm a, it's such a... As you say, cinematic TV moment, escaping from like a romantic liaison. Mm. You see it in TV shows all the time where people are like making out in the bedroom and then their parents get home, whatever, and they have to climb out the window. Yeah. And I've never heard a real life version of it. So yeah. if there are any more versions of it, um, please get in touch on our Instagram at not Hobber and Hing Official because uh, we could, if we got enough, we could do a special romance escape bonus edition. Yeah, I want to hear about any stories where you've had to get dressed while running. Yes. <laughs> if you've had to go from unclothed to clothed at speed, yeah. get in touch. <laughs> uh, a huge thanks to our producers this week, Lou Hill and Anne Carter. Please do follow our Instagram at NotHobber and Hing Official because that is how you'll find out the new topic for Simply the Jest each week. Jess Perkins, back to your cupboard. <laughs> Back I go. A pleasure is always to be released from the cupboard for a brief window of time. He was covered head to toe in piss and shit. Oh. Hey, it's Sanro. If you're enjoying Simply the Jest, then I reckon you might like Bang On. It's a podcast with me and the legendary Miff Warhurst, banging on about the week of music, pop culture, life, fashion and stuff. Bang on on the ABC Listen app and wherever you get your podcasts.